Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The trade deadline is here. It was sweep week. Trevor Plouffe, Jake Storielli, third baseman, BBD! Players only. Hello and welcome back to Talking Baseball. Myself, big time TP, BBD on the ones and twos. John Alama Ding Dong is in the weeds. He sends his best. He will be with us tomorrow. I think we're going live kind of throughout the trade deadline. I think we're aiming for 4, 4.30 Eastern to go live, and we're just going to ride it out. Uh, Trev, you interested in that? I'm just doing the math real quick. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. 1 yeah. p.m. West Coast time. I don't know. I'm not. We a, can, I think we can promise I'm the not people. I'm It's a 6 p.m. Eastern deadline. I think we can promise the people 4.30. And if uh, one of the big fish go before, then we'll go even earlier. If We're you ready. tell me 12.30 Eastern, automatically I know that's 9.30 Eastern. When you start going to 1 and yeah. 2, I have to do the math. Once you get back up to 3, I got it. Okay. Uh, so that shouldn't be confusing for everyone. We'll be live during deadline times tomorrow. <laughs> um, Someone hopefully got me in the chat. Someone got me good in the Who chat. It you? says <laughs> I'm in Dua Lipa studio, man. Mm. Be nice. Told you cat. We create hits. Trev, the trade deadline is now 30 hours away. Something like that. We went silent all weekend. Uh, we got yeah. the David Peralta to the Rays trade on Saturday at 3.40 p.m. And then it went silent. And now things are starting to go again. Scott Efros, Cubs reliever, just went to the Yankees. I'm thinking we're going to get something else during this show. I think, Trev, you and I might even get some little birdies that we might have to break news on our own damn business at this point trev how are you dude good weekend you get your weird on a little bit i did it was mm. there was a freak show going on all around uh hidden hills here we had a party for teddy a surprise one we had the foam out there mm. um el tap our local mexican restaurant came out and did some tacos for us so it's all i need Modelo and some tacos and you got a happy trev mm. um i speaking of birdies and all our little birdies I threw my birdies in the trash. Yeah. Just I tossed them out. I don't I don't use my birdies anymore. I used them for a little bit, but I got over the birds. They were chirping too much. And you know, I got to keep my head on straight. So are your birdies alerting you? I don't want to get people too excited. It's early in the episode. I had one birdie alert me a little bit. Like okay. right before the episode. Uh, no hints yet. They just kind of put me on alert. So we will see. The people source may be breaking something during the show. Otherwise, Trev, uh, we're going through it this weekend. A lot of sweeps. Uh, you know, we'll yeah. probably touch upon the, the effects of some of the trades here and there, if anything else goes down. Some absolute studs went off this weekend. You and I are both natural third basemen, Trev. I think there's going to be a lot of third base talk this episode. Young 
Thick? Is that who you're referring to? I mean, Young Thick, Matt Chapman. Uh, does Alec Bohm play third base? More on Chapman later and Alec Bohm, my goodness. Have a July, kid. Trav, this whole episode is brought to us by Seat Geek. They're the geeks of seats. Uh, and use code TALKING and you will get $20 off at Seat Geek with promo code TALKING. Download the app. It's so easy to use. The line at John Boy Media is, it's so easy. Jake can use it. I bought tickets to a Cubs game where Scott F. Ross pitched. And now, at Yankee Stadium, and now he will be at Yankee Stadium pitching for the Yankees. So, uh, go check out SeatGeek. It's so easy to use. Code TALKING, $20 off tickets. Um, go check them out. Uh, any, anything else we need to check off before we get into some of the action? I'm trying to think what were the headlines going on mostly it was centered around the trade deadline which was basically non-existent it lost a fan in jake story alley yeah. which is tough for the trade deadline but yeah. i think you'll he'll gain it back because these next 36 hours that we got probably going to be hot i think it's going to be jeff Patson's coming out party he's going to be mm. doing it dancing naked in the streets that's what people have been telling me mm. and if that's the case buckle up juan soda Mm. Probably not Shohei Otani, but that will be awesome. Frankie Montas. Let me ask you this before we get into it. Yes. Just quick, and I don't want elaboration. We don't do elaboration I on the show. Just straight shoot from the hip, all right? Yep. Yankees, number one guy you want on that team right now that's not on the team already. I mean, hot take would be Oswald Peraza, their top shortstop, who's ready to go in the minor leagues. You just want him there to play some D and that's it? And be a factor at, on offense. I want to see what he's got. Because right now, our shortstop situation is less than mid. Ooh, midless. Yeah, and you know I don't like to say that. So, um, Have we mentioned that we're matching today? We are matching. We are in our all-star jerseys, John Boy Media hats, couple third basemen. I think it's time to talk ball, dude. All right, let me get my sheet up. One you ready sec, to lead us bro. lead us off today and present the I, national? To be league? honest with everyone in the chat, wow, and everyone listen, not really. Okay, but sometimes that's when the magic happens. That's true. There's probably a couple series we can let die. <gasps> probably talk some trade hype stuff. Ah, mm. I'm hype again. Yeah, I went to. Uh, I was putting a show on for the people a little bit, and I was like Saturday when I thought the trades were going. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay up all night for the people. I went to a concert with Jess. Yeah. You were texting me a lot. Let the lead out. Um, well, I saw you I, I saw you were still up. I was up pretty late. No response back, and that's fine. Um, and that's okay. But uh, let's talk some National League Baseball, Trev. Like my good buddy Jake said, it was sweep week. We're starting out in Miami where the Mets went in and swept the fish. And they swept some of the good guys too. Alcantara, they got to him in game one. 6-4 Mets, 4-0 Mets, 9-3 Mets. Nemo with the go-ahead two-run homer in the eighth of that game one. They got to Pablo Lopez. Two and two-thirds, six Ernie's for Pablo and could it be his last start as a Marlin? We're not sure. Carrasco goes seven and two-thirds shutout innings in game two. The Mets are on fire. They're getting Jacob DeGrom back, I believe, tomorrow. So this team is 
nasty lookout. They're going to sign Aaron Judge in the offseason. They sweep the Marlins in a three-game set. Moving on to Atlanta, D-backs coming to town. Jake, your snakes, they get swept out of the house. And then the shovel comes on, and they take the head off the Rattler because that's what you do. 5-2 Braves, 6-2 Braves, 1-0 Braves. The last game was kind of a doozy. You got Freed versus Merrill Kelly going toe-to-toe before our guy Young Pick walks them off. He's having a great month. He is doing it. Gotta love Young Pick. Braves sweep the D-backs in a three-game set. Moving on. Sweep week continues with my fills. They go into Pittsburgh. They sweep a four-gamer. Eight-seven fills, four-two fills, two-one fills. Both of those are an extra. And then it's eight-two fills to finish off the sweep. Who's hotter than Alec Bohm right now? Maybe Matt Chapman and me. That's about it. Those are the two third basemen that are hotter than Alec Bohm right now. That's pretty good. Uh... The first game was a doozy. Familia came in. It's kind of a laugher. The Pirates came back and scored five off them. Uh, they had to bring in Sir Anthony Dominguez to, to finish the game. Uh, they went and had him did that. So they sweep the Pirates. Phillies are on a roll. Are they going to make smooths? We'll see. This one wasn't a sweep. Dodgers go into Colorado. Almost sweep them. They went three out of four. 13-0 Dodgers. 5-4 Dodgers. Then it was 5-3 Rockies in Game 3. Game 4 featured our guy Catterday. Do you think he was going to let them split the series? Hell no. He wanted another W on the meow. So they win that one 7-3. Gavin Lux doing his thing. Trey Turner doing his thing. Dodgers are just a wrecking ball, and they're probably going to add as well. They take 3-4 of four from the Rockies. Moving on, Cubs and Giants. Giants, what are they going to do? Sell, buy, probably somewhere in between. They take three of four. What four two Giants, four two Cubs before the Giants take the next two, five four and four oh. Wood looked really good. He had a no-no going on until Patrick Wisdom and our guy Ian Happ broke it up in the sixth. Yurman um, had a two uh, two hits with a two-run single. Stroman did really uh, great in the second game. He's pitching for Team Puerto Rico in the WBC. Thought that was interesting to note. And then Carlos Rodon. And what could be his final start in San Francisco goes seven shutout innings, 10 Ks. He's an absolute unit. Can't wait to see where he goes. Giants take three of four. Does that change anybody's mind in the front office? I do not know. And then I believe the last series, yes, it is. Cardinals at Nationals. Cardinals take two of three, six, two Cardinals, seven, six Nationals in the second game before they win the Palante game. Five, nothing Cardinals in game three. Uh, Michaelis goes seven innings pitch, two earned runs. He just wants to win ball games. That was his quote after the game. If I give up 10 runs and we win 11-10, I'll take it. I like the attitude there. And like I said, Payante goes eight shutty in the third game. Corey Dickerson, former teammate of mine, had three-run homer in that one. Flaherty's coming back. Juan Soto's probably going to go there. What are the Cardinals going to be looking like after the deadline? We will see. They take two of three. And my friends, that's what happened in the National League. Did I go long? Literally perfect. It was just fantastic. Angels not trading Otani. Yeah. Heyman no shit. just wrote an article on that. You knew that if you've been listening and talking baseball recently. Trevor, incredible job, if I can be real with you. Um, fantastic. No timer? I went perfect? Just perfect. Dude, you were just... That ah. was... Luke Skywalker just shooting the shot at the Death Star. Like, you just trusted it, and it happened. 
The New York Mets remain atop the National League East. They have a three-game lead on the Atlanta Braves, who they are up six and a half games on the fight in Phillies. Marlins dying. Nats been had death. Brew Crew, they have a three-game lead on the St. Louis Cardinals. The rest of that division is fully done. Cubs, Reds, Pirates, all with 40 or 41 wins. The Los Angeles Dodgers, the best win percentage in baseball currently. San Diego Padres are 12 games back of them. The San Francisco Giants, kind of the wild card of this trade deadline, are 500 on the nose. And as your wild card stands, Atlanta's the the one team. San Diego, the two, with Philadelphia in on the playoffs. And right now, St. Louis would be out of the dance. I mean, the team... Team we've talked about a lot this year. They're supposed to be in on Soto. Goldschmidt's having an MVP year. As of right now, they'd be out of the playoffs. Uh, and then it's the only really team in a middle area in the National League is the San Francisco Giants, who are four games out of the wild card as of right now. Trevor, where do you want to go, Big Daddy? Well, it's interesting. You talk about the standings real quick. San Francisco Giants. Are they going to be buyers or sellers? I think they're going to sell. I think they're going to. If they can get something that they like for Rodon, they will sell him or else they'll keep him and issue him the qualifying offer. But if they start to sell, guys, C. Rose made a great point. That leaves seven contending teams for six spots. I don't think that's good for baseball when you have like your playoff spots pretty much filled out at, you know, August 1st. You know, the or the excuse me, the Cardinals, like you're saying, are the only team that will be in contention for that last wild card spot. So we'll see how that goes. I Hopefully the Giants don't sell and they reverse course and they want to be buyers. Uh, so that creates a little bit more of a postseason race there. But that's kind of crazy to think about, man, that eight teams could be just out of it by August 1st. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested to see what the Giants do. They have four with the Dodgers in San Francisco, which, man, talk about the chance to have egg on your face. If they get swept by the Dodgers, the Dodgers that, you know, one of the few teams in baseball that can do that to any team in baseball at any time, you'd be sitting there at 51-55 and 55 past the trade deadline where you didn't get rid of anyone. That being said, if you win a series at home against the Dodgers... You'd be above 500. Coming up on their schedule, I see the Athletics. I see the Pirates. I see the D-backs. I see the Rockies. I see the Tigers. So, man, it's where it's where GMs make their money. I mean, what can you get for Rodon? Are you getting a real package that can help you for next year? Do they do something where they can maybe retool? Like, do you get an outfielder that maybe has two or three years left for Jock Peterson, who's a pure rental? I think they're going to go that way because, man, I, I just think about the guys running teams. You know, these are competitive guys. These are guys that are out there to win, and they had a team last year that won 107, and they got to be circling that schedule saying, you know, if a couple things click and and this happens, like we can be back in the wild card. We only have to jump two teams to get into the dance. I I don't think they're going to sell. That being said, it doesn't feel like a World Series year, so if you get something real for Peterson or Rodon, you kind of got to punch that ticket. I'm sure they're 
they're punching themselves thinking about, Hey, we probably could have added like three or four extra million on Rodon's contract and signed him up for a couple of years yeah. instead of giving the player option at 22 a year. Because obviously he's going to opt out and sign somewhere else, or maybe they'll offer him uh, at this point, but now they're going to have to pony up some even more cash. Cause he's been outstanding this year. Uh, let's start. Let's talk about these games. We're going to go through this pretty quickly. My peeps. Cause we want to be ready for any trades that happen. Uh, Mets are just, Doing the damn thing. Like I said, you know, you sweep the Marlins, okay, but you also do that against Pablo and Sandy. Uh, that's very impressive. Uh, Nimmo had the big hit, <clears throat> and uh, he had been in a little slump before. Max has a nice quote in here. It says, just a real desire to want to come through for the guys, and so when I got a hold of it, I was pretty ecstatic. I like that, that feeling when you're in a slump and you're in a big situation. You know that if you get a knock in that situation, not only does it help the team, you know, get you a victory most likely, but also gets that confidence back for you. So that's a nice little two-parter for them right there. Uh, Carrasco did his dang thing, man. I, I love that he's still pitching well and he's still like a guy. Like he's been around the league for a long time. Yeah. A long time, man. And he, he had a rough stretch there. He He's bounced back really well uh, July. I mean, crazy numbers from him. Nimmo, man, just does not get talked about enough we we talk about nine figure hap a lot um brandon nimmo he, he's got a little bit of an injury history twist to this but a career 383 on base a career 823 ops um while playing center field he uh he, he sets the tone for that team a lot you know we talk obviously a lot about alonzo lindor even mcneil but what nimmo does for that team, uh, he's super important for the Mets. And you're right, dude, because we could easily be sitting here saying, like, Mets walked into a little bit of a trap. They caught Sandy and Lopez, and they drop a series, but it's all right, Mets. No, man, they sweep. They sweep the fish who, uh, you know, that's another team that's got to be. There's no more conversation. You got to, if there's, if you can trade away guys, trade them away. Yeah, they're in such an interesting situation because their depth is their starting pitching, but you have to have starting pitching at the major league level to be successful. They have holes. So, like, yeah, you want to deal from a position of depth, but ideally, man, you'd like to just keep, like, every good starter that you have. Unless you can absolutely maximize value. Maybe that's what they're trying to do with Pablo, uh, but not a good start for him. Uh, McNeil's been going off. Lindor's been going off for the Mets. They just They just have a feel about him right now. It just looks like a really... And this is crazy to say about the Mets, okay? It just looks like they're all in it together. Yeah. And things are just just kind of running like it's not a well-oiled machine because they've had to deal with injuries and and stuff like that, but they have just kept it together. Like there's I I feel like the clubhouse atmosphere is really good. So you talk about Buck, you talk about Scherzer, you talk about Lindor. They've just done a really really good job this year with doing that, man. So Hats off to them. Like I said, they're getting Jacob freaking DeGrom back on Tuesday. That's that? nuts. That uh, really is nuts. We we kind of haven't talked about that enough because we... It's been over a year, by I, the way. I think we were so... You're so worried about pitchers coming back and injuries and DeGrom and he had like a mini setback that we didn't talk about it. Jacob DeGrom pitches for the Mets tomorrow. They've been one of the top three teams in baseball all year, and they are about to add the best starting pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. 
Um, and that last one has become a very important asterisk you have to mention. But he's pitching tomorrow, Major League Baseball. And I know I just saw Jerry Blevins was in the office this morning. That was a real treat. Nice. Uh, they were recording Shea Station. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the consensus is, like, talk about a performance not mattering at all tomorrow. DeGrom just needs to come in, look good, pitch three or four innings, really, and be healthy after. And Mets World Series talk just becomes a lot more real real quickly because everything before the season, Scherzer, DeGrom, even Bassett, Taiwan Walker's been really good. Cookie Carrasco. Man, uh, and that is with the overlying theme of Buck Showalter has made them a team, like a real team. They're awesome. You saw, Yeah, well, you sign or you trade for Bassett. So now you're like, all right, we got DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. Awesome. And then you throw in what you I would consider at the time – Step pieces for them. Taiwan Walker, Cookie Carrasco. I mean, even even Tyler McGill at the beginning of the season, I don't think anyone was expecting him to start out the way he did. Um, but those guys, those guys saved the Mets season as DeGrom goes down. As Scherzer missed what? He missed six weeks or something like that. Like they stabilized the rotation at a time when they had to do it. So you really, really have to give credit to those guys and the and the lineup for keeping them in it. And now, like you said, you get Jacob DeGrom back, probably going to make a trade here. Like, they are looking like a force, man. Passing bomb, BBD. Passing. It was Ken Rosenthal, but mm-hmm. we have one sound on our board. Brewers close to moving Josh Hader. The Athletic says, uh, Padres strongly in the mix. Whoo! Wow. Wow. They've been hinting at that for so long. Like, why now? They, <laughs> I mean, what are they going to get? They better get somebody that's going to help them, their team this year. Like, now. This is their fucking window. We talk about that all the time, man. You have these controllable starters locked up. Like, this is the window, man. So they better be getting some offensive help. I mean, I know you got a few guys still in the back of that bullpen that could that could you can get through games with, but I don't know, man. I got to see the package, or else I'm I'm very pretty disappointed. Trev, your instant reaction, I love that because at first I just dropped um, because man, the Brewers and a player of that magnitude, Josh Hader, at the back end of a game, a guy when playoff time gets here. Josh Hader can give you 2.1 to finish a big game if you really need it. Like, he's that dude. Like, he is the dude in, in a way. That man, I hope you're right. If you're the Brewers who are, I mean, they are leading. Awesome. No? Nope. Josh Hader to the Padres. Josh oh Hader to Gosh. the Padres. If you're Milwaukee, you are a division leader. You better be getting something for your major league roster. You better be getting something for your major league roster. You're in first I'm, place. I'm, I just I re I re-energized my birdies. I took them out of the trash. Now I got to find out mm. what's going on here. Josh Hader going to the San Diego Padres to shore up their bullpen. 
Wow, they've been uh they've been kind of rumored to be looking for bullpen help for a little while now. You wonder is that? I mean, they're supposed to be Man. in on Soto. They're supposed to be in on Ian Happ. Is this the start for the Padres? An early Who are they giving up? Who are they giving up? It's somebody from their major league roster. Is it Cronenworth? I have no idea. I'm not seeing any. I haven't seen that yet. Like, man, are, like the like the Brewers seem like a team that they'd be like all over a guy like C.J. Abrams, but I don't think that. I don't know if that's a logical swap there. No, I don't. I don't. Even what Josh Hader is, I don't think relief pitchers are valued yeah. for what C.J. Abrams is supposed to be. Year and a half left on Hader. It's a year and a half. For Josh Hader, I'm super interested to see the package. Is it like a Trent Grisham, Jake Cronenworth for Hader? Maybe Trent Grisham. He's he's kind of slipped this year. I don't, man. <laughs> Back to the Brewers. Yeah, that'd, yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be fun. Um, hold on, what's going on right now? Taylor Rogers and prospects. That's what's going on. I haven't seen that tweet. I'm seeing our chat. Everybody's say in the chat that. saying this right now. Everybody I've in the chat been is saying refreshing it. trying to find that tweet. Rogers and prospects. While we're here, one note on the Mets. I know Mets are good, Padre or Marlins aren't. Um, but Miami's been kind of a house of horrors for them the last few years. So happy Mets fans, I think, are extremely happy to come away with a sweep there. So Rosenthal just tweeted, Taylor Rogers expected to go back to the Brewers along with prospects. So, man, I, this is live reaction. This is why we like doing live reaction. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> um, I might have some breaking news. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> Let's go hit the passing. Passing. Um, Well, Passon, Passon just tweeted it. I see that. Taylor Rogers, uh, <clears throat> and then Prospects, Gasser and Ruiz, who I'm not super familiar with, Ooh. but also Denilson Lamette going to the Brewers. So Taylor Rogers, Denilson Lamette, and two Prospects going to the Brewers for Josh Hader. Um, man. Interesting. I, you love it for the Padres. I'm trying to formulate what is going on in my head right now. I love it for the Padres. You just got Josh Hader. You're trying to win a World Series this year. Tatis is taking at bats today. He should be back soon. They're going to add to their lineup in some way, uh, whether it's from Soto to Hap to other rentals while getting Tatis back. And you just got kind of the dude of all dudes at the back of your bullpen. Um, he, he's been shru- he's been struggling a little bit recently, although he's had two clean outings in a row on the 26th and the 29th. He gave up that sixth spot to San Francisco before a three spot. Like, are they seeing something they don't like in his numbers? Because I know Milwaukee more than any other team trusts their data and their numbers. Are they seeing something they don't like and they're still and they feel like they're dealing off of the name recognition still or is this just like hey we think we can find a little excess value if we get rid of hater now 
I think the Brewers had a discussion <clears throat> on where Hater is at in the year and a half of Hater. Maybe usage stuff. I have no idea. The Brewers are a really smart organization. I think they're getting back technically more value. Like, they are getting back a guy who's pitched in high-leverage spots in Rodgers, but he's not hater. They're getting Denilson Lamette, where I don't know where he's at, but I know when that dude is right on a baseball field, he's pretty nasty, while picking up a couple prospects. So, I think in the spirit of the trade, the Brewers picked up a lot of value. But, you're a first-place team that just got rid of Josh Hader. Um, so who knows? I mean, Devin Williams is your closer now, right? He's, and I know yes, he's he been, is. he's been nasty and he's, I'm sure he's going to make a fine closer and the Brewers are also a team that's been able to find outs, but I don't know, man, if you're the Brewers, Josh Hader has been so good for you. He's leading the NL in saves this year, perennial all-star. He's, he's. 98% of the time, he is as locked down as a closer can be. And come October, I mean, he come October, one of the reasons you truly love the Brewers and one of the reasons you picked them before the season, they have a couple electric starting pitchers, obviously, but Devin Williams and Josh Hader could end a game. End a game. I, I uh, so... That thought I had, like, do they have some data on Hater that they don't like? And moving forward, they want to um, move away. I don't think that's the case. I texted my Brewers guy. So I'm looking at Taylor Rogers baseball savant because I want to see something. Uh, I, I said, talk to me, to my Brewers guy. He said it was a tough one, man. So I think they are, like I said, finding that little excess value in the – in this trade, maybe also like the money that Hater is going to start making, they don't see the value there as, you know, maybe they don't value relievers in that way. I don't know, man. I'm really trying to make sense of it. I'm gathering information. I got my birdies back up and running. I think, I, I think over the years and value-wise, the Brewers probably got the better deal. I think, I mean, for this year, a year where the Padres are currently a wild card team and the Brewers are winning the Central. Um, you know, that it feels like you just changed the course of your season. And as the Brewers, a team that's trying to win the World Series as well, it feels like you didn't make your team stronger. I, I mean, you know, maybe yeah. Rodgers and Denilson click, but it, it it's going to be tough to replace who... Who hater is? Um, wow, little early bomb. It's a big one. This is this can't be it for them. That's what I'll say. Both teams, because they need they understand that they need to improve this team on multiple levels. I'm talking about the uh, the Brewers here. They have to improve this team on multiple levels. Um, did they do that here at the major league level? Not yet. I don't think so. You know, Taylor Rogers, yeah, you can you can find some you can turn him around. Like wouldn't shock me at all if he comes over here, gets kind of right. that feeling back, and he's throwing high leverage spots for them come September, you know, come October. No doubt 
No doubt about that. Hader has been struggling a little bit. I know he's going to make like, what, like $16 million next year. So that has to factor into this decision. Whether you want to hear that or not, Brewers fans, it factors into this decision. Yeah. So I guess I'll just say the deadline's not done. So, I, I mean, as of right now, I, I, I don't. I don't like this for the Brewers. And but may- let's, I guess I got to wait 36 hours to see because usually when a move like this happens, there's other auxiliary moves hap- coming, uh, you know, to back it up. And maybe, and, and maybe that's a part of it. We do know the Brewers operate as a kind of a middle small market franchise that maybe if they're going to trade a couple prospects to make their next deal, they needed to bring in a couple prospects elsewhere, and they think they can get value from Rodgers and Lamette. Um, wow, that's uh, there had been so many. T- uh, there's been so many hater rumors throughout the years that now that it's actually happened, it's kind of like <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Like I, I just didn't think it was gonna happen, and now it does. And this keeps San Diego in play for Soto. Yeah, Passon noted that they didn't trade any of the any of the prospects that they've been including in talks for other players. Interesting, so, interesting, interesting. Hater Soto, Trent Grisham, still on. How are we on the supposed to, to finish the show? Team. We're gonna get bombs all the time. We just start. We talked about one series in the National League, Jakey Boy. What are we supposed to do? Should I, we let the chat decide if we're just going to be live here for the trades? Should we finish the show? What do we do? I, I think we get through what games we can and we see if we get any other bombs. Let's I mean, just straight up skip some of them. For sure. Guys, yeah. we're going to... Yeah, I think that's what we'll do for this show. We're going to be around here... I think Jake's got kind of a hard out. We usually save about two hours for this show. Oh, I moved uh, my hard out, bro. Players only. Players only app. Look, we're going to be here for the trades. Uh, BBD's on the pass and button. Jake's birds are out. I revived my birds. I gave them CPR and threw them out in the fucking wind. See where they end up. Mm. Um, But I guess we'll go back to the National League. What happened over the weekend? So my heart's my heart's pumping right now, dude. Man, hater, that's crazy. Um, Braves, they swept the D-backs again. Like we just said, I I don't think we can actually dive too far in the gameplay of this series. Uh, you need to know, young thick Austin Riley is going off and had a walk off and teaser. You may hear about him later in the episode. Um. Because, man, he has been special for a while now. I guess, if I had to circle a note, Ion Anderson? Nice. A big start from Ion. We've kind of been waiting for that. He said he's thrown with more some convic- more conviction, one of Jimmy's favorite pitching words. Um, Max Freed, seven shutty. Merrill Kelly, seven shutty. Will he be on that the move? That was nasty, man. That was a pitching ninja a dream game right there. He showed Merrill Kelly's like curveball mixed with his fastball, like a little cutter, little cut piece. And the tunneling on that is just nasty, dude. One, one, the curveball dropped like at 55 feet. Didn't even make it to the plate. And the other one is at the bottom of the zone. And you as a hitter have to figure out which one it is. And that's what makes him so tough, man. Um, Quick note on the Braves, Riley. 26 extra base hits this month breaks Hank Aaron's franchise record of 25. You yeah, break that, anything of Hank Aaron's? 
definitely could have been part of the later part of the episode for sure. Oh, you are talking about it, dude. I'm flustered right now. The whole thing. Um, it was the whole thing. Okay. I'm seeing some triceratops type tweets. Triceratops. Won't do them. Philly Sept the Pirates. Uh, again, uh, another series where I don't think we're going to jump fully into gameplay. Real Mudo had a nice series. Good for him. Um, yeah, he's he's really getting going. That's good. Another trade in this series, uh, the Phillies. Phillies got Edmundo uh, Sosa. Yes. Uh, the shortstop from St. Louis. That one kind of was super under the radar, and and that could have some implications later in the year. Phillies four-game sweep, their record, they're now like clear away from 500. They're going to be buyers, and they're going to do something weird with Dombro. Um, Trev, you've kind of been a Phillies guy since the start of the season. Since last year? Yeah. I've been on them. I, I, I like, you know what I like. I like a top three starting pitching lineup. I like teams that can hit home runs, and I like teams that can play a little bit defense. Now the defense, that's not their game. So that's why I'm always a little hesitant with them. But the lineup's doing it right now. Uh, they need a starter. I would love to get a passing bomb right now talking about Phillies pick up a starter. I think they're going to be in the mix for the, some of those back-end type guys, Syndergaard, mm. you know, some, some, some of that, Quintana, Ooh. something like that. I think I think that's where they'll end up. Um, Syndergaard with they, the hair kind of getting Philly gross on me. I kind of – I've been hot – I've been big on him to Toronto or Minnesota, but that's a good gross fit. I do. Sneaky, I do hot, like, like, yeah, like manly men team. I mean, but also a little, what do you call that? Like, what's Bryce Harper? He's not like a manly man. He's got a little bit of like. Yeah, it's like new age style. Man. Yeah. They got a lot of those guys there. You know, you got good-looking Reese, good-looking uh, Rio Muto. Those kinds, of, th- those guys are kind of like old-school hot. Then Harper and Syndergaard, they came over with the hair. I mean, like whatever people, Syndergaard, you get the picture. Syndergaard's kind of like L.A. guy. If he goes to the Phillies and he makes his look a little grosser, he's like the hottest Philly guy ever. Hmm, hmm. Ah, yeah, he's got to he's got to gross it up if he wants to be Philly hot. Yeah, just like, a little bit. Philly, you know who's Philly hot? Castellanos. Yes. He's Philly hot. He just got to hit a little more. Um, I guess Edmundo Sosa, I don't think we're going to probably cover this at any other point, especially with the way things are starting to go. I really like this move for the Phillies. Um, Sosa came up and played a solid brand of baseball for the Cardinals. He's got, uh, you know, a little bit of speed. Uh, he hit in 113 games last year, 271, 346, a 735 OPS, um, and I think he graded out decent defensively. I, I mean, Cardinals mm-hmm. fans sound off in the comments because I shortstop's a very tricky position to analyze, but the fact that they brought in a guy who's a young ball player who has a chance to play some good shortstop for them, for JoJo Romero, who, uh, you know, I know he's been going through some injury stuff, and I trust the Cardinals as a franchise that... If they're doing this, they must believe in what JoJo Romero can do. But I, I really like that grab from the Phillies. That was a sneaky, this guy can impact the rest of their season. Yeah, I, I love, I, and for seasons to come, he's a young, controllable guy, which they need as they have some of these bigger contracts. If they want to go make moves, um, this allows them to. 
You know, he's a guy that's going to be there for a while. I, I like this move a lot for them. It's not going to, it doesn't turn them into a, like a world series team. There's more moves on the horizon for them, but uh, definitely a good pickup. And I don't know where he's going to slot in because Bohm's there at third base. Uh, Didi's at short. So maybe, you know, he's played all three infield positions this year. So maybe he finds himself at second a little bit. Well, that's, that's the thing, man. I mean, he's a pretty good insurance option, no matter what happens. And then, uh, you know, if him and Didi ended up being a platoon, or it just gives you another option at a really important position. Uh, so, so we'll see, we'll see. But I like, uh, I like that we've got a uh, they. They gave themselves an opportunity there. And Here's yeah. a a good note from the chat. Sosa was out of options, so next year he had to be on the team. Maybe a roster crunch you know they have a lot of talented players uh high levels of their minor league organization so could be one of those things it looks like Didi at this point in his career unplayable against lefties is kind of the only word for it um so i think at, at least to start out the easy start and sosa there. right that's is that what we're gonna see start sosa Didi made a nice play at short the other day um and man i guess real mudo going and bohm going uh, Philly's got the juice a little bit. Quintana had another start, even though we said he shouldn't. 5.2 shutty, so where is he going to be in a couple hours? Uh, crazy deadline episode. Uh, Dodgers took three out of four from the Rocks, Trev. You want you want anything there? Uh, we got to talk about our guy who came up. Was it Outman? Who you said, yeah. what's your joke? I didn't make a joke. I didn't say doesn't get Outman. You did say that. that. Uh, first game, they just went, you know, that was, I think that was the game where he went off as well, right? Was it the first game? Uh, I think it was later in the series. When was the Outman game? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That. We should probably know that. We're, I'm so, we're I'm over still games. Thinking about, series. I'm thinking about the Brewers still, bro. Series. Uh, game one, they just, came out swinging it was game all Dodgers 13 nothing Dodgers um five four Dodgers in the second one um I don't know what to talk about man I'm still let's I'm let's text right I'm getting texts right now about the Brewers and that whole situation read your so text. see what I can share read your text I'll I'll go here uh something that's important around the deadline Daniel Bard got an extension we're happy for yes. him he got he got kind of paid uh guy that was out of baseball yip season uh, gets a two-year, like, 19 mil, I think. So, uh, good for Bardo. A little better than, I think he was teaching high school pitchers. Uh, good for him. Dodgers win another series. Justin Turner sat the whole series uh, and won't come back till Thursday. Chris Taylor begins a rehab assignment. Um, and the Dodgers, they, uh, they made the Chris Martin trade. It was pretty quiet, yep. but, you know, Big dude has pitched some some important innings. If he can get a little bit of the Dodgers juice, watch out for that guy. Um, Dodgers win a series. Rockies, again, should be selling, but <laughs> we can't count on them for anything. Uh, Gonsolin adds the 12th W to his meow tweets, which is really nice. Uh, and yeah, James Outman, shine a little light on this guy, comes up. Uh, hits the home run in his first at bat. You know who sent me a video of that? Nameless Jeff was watching the game. He's like, I got, he's like, but you guys are going to talk about this. And he's like, sent me a video of it. 
so I thought that was interesting, but very cool moment. There was a really cool split screen. Um, I think the Dodgers put it out. His fiance was taking video, so they paired it up with the actual home run. Uh, pretty awesome there. He had a great debut. And what's funny, man, is, you know, I think the exit velo on his homer was 97. Mm. He got jammed a little bit on it. 95 on our fastball inside gets jammed a little bit on it, but hits it in the air in Colorado. Ball goes out. Gotta love it, man. I uh... He's got swag, too, by the way. He's just like got the hair. He's got the headband thing going. And I told C. Rosie, I'm like, this is why the Dodgers are so good. I don't know if this is guy this guy's gonna be a stud. I don't know. But when you come up and have guys like just give you contributions like this, well that's kind of like seems like it happens all the time with them. He, the funnier part, he got called up because they traded McKinstry to the Cubs for Martin. So that's how he gets his opportunity. Homer first pitch almost cycles. Um and yeah, I mean the story around it is kind of the you know, Jimmy thought Castillo was going to the Dodgers. Are they going to make a splash, or are they just banking on the Dustin Dustin May coming back and Bueller coming back? I you you mentioned you think they're going to be looking lineup somewhere. I think a depth piece or two because that that bench doesn't feel Dodgerish, but uh, another we'll see. The Dodgers to me don't have to go get a starter. I don't think that's the top of their priority list. I think bullpen for sure. Um, and then I think they might be just like trying to get in on a Soto sweepstake. I really do, man. And wouldn't that be something if we get a pass and button Soto to the Dodgers? Even if it doesn't go down, there is going to be some story that comes out about all this Soto stuff in 30 hours that I can't wait to hear. Like the Dodgers were ready to offer everything or the Yankees or, um, cause you know, a lot of people are talking Padres and Hey, maybe that still happens. Everyone was talking Cardinals. That's gone a little quiet. That I hate to say the John Heyman mystery team, but you know one of the big boys at the end is going to make a final push for Soto because he's Juan Soto. Uh, that that story's yet to be told. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're going to. I think the Dodgers will go after bullpen help. I mean, maybe they were in on the hater sweepstakes. Maybe, maybe. I think that's probably the area of need. Um, again, I'm 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 okay with their starting pitching, and a ton of guys are coming back. I don't think that's where they need to go. They're just good, man. Fuck, <laughs> like they're yeah. they're a team that just doesn't give a shit until the end of September. The Cubbies, uh, they are in sell mode. Face the Giants, which ended on Sunday Night Baseball with Rodon dropping it <laughs> again, mm-hmm. uh, which. I talk about the perfect the perfect place and the perfect timing. Uh, we'll see what goes on there. They are them and the Red Sox are the two borderline teams in baseball that teams don't know if they're they're going to buy or sell. But they win a series at home, three out of four, which may feel like nothing. But if these Giants do decide to stand pat or retool a little bit, if the Cubs came in and swept them, I don't think we could say that. So. I don't know if it means anything, but they snapped their seven-game losing streak coming into this. Um, and I don't know, man. Stroman, another good start for the Cubs. Will Clark retired? They do it with their starting pitching because that's, you know, they can rely on that. Uh, Wood ha- had the no-hitter. I mentioned that. Happer just came up and smacked one back up the middle because he's like, I'm just that good. And then Wisdom poked one out to left. Just 
got over Jock's glove. And I think Jock came out of the, did he come out of the game after that? He went he to hurt. the cu- concussion aisle, him and Tyro. Yeah, so he he on that, he like banged into the wall. He was really close to robbing it, but um that's that's tough for them. He should be okay though. I wonder if they deal him. He's one of the guys they're talking about. Um and yeah, the game the the Cubs won. Strowman's been doing it. He's been really good in July. Just announced he's gonna be on Team Puerto Rico. Yeah. For the WBC. His mom is Puerto Rican. And I guess he was deciding between those two teams when he played. What year was that? It's like Whenever the last WBC was. or something like that. A while ago. Why yeah. did we, why has it been so long? COVID? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Unreal. Um, so that's cool. It adds a little wrinkle to everything because he was the MVP. Yeah. Of the of Team USA. So that's all right. Now we got to root against Stroman in the WBC. Well, maybe I'll root for Puerto Rico. I don't know. I don't know where my allegiance is these days. I, I kind of root for Japan in the WBC, to be honest with you. I love the, watching them play tournament baseball. I'm willing to be one over. Stroman's numbers are starting to look more Stroman. Uh, he he had a very big month. And, yeah, I mean, Giants fans, I'll be honest with you, it's it's going to be a tough 30 hours as, you know, the final two months of your summer kind of get decided. Uh, and that's where... Man, it, there's parts of the trade deadline that, that don't get overlooked. I know, I know there's some people in our company. Uh, Paxton, who does a lot of stuff with us, is, like, friendly with the haters. And she's like, you know, they 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 did not expect this. Um, if you're the Giants, man, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I was a player, my relationship with the GM. I feel like a lot of players don't have relationships with the GM because it's kind of – keep things at arm reach and you don't want to deal with that. If I was a Giants player, I would be begging to not sell and give us a chance to play meaningful baseball because, Trev, I know you've alluded to it a couple times, but a month and a half of meaningless baseball, uh, that wears on you in a totally different way, man. It it really does. And this is a team that's looking like, Guys, we won 107 games last year. And you're going to give up on us because we didn't start out as hot as we did last year? Like, I, I totally understand being on that team not wanting to do that. Not only because you have to sit through August and September and see all these other teams having fun and teams clinching on the field against you, which may be the worst feeling that you can have on a baseball field. And saying that, I just don't see a way that they stay – competitive enough unless they go out and make moves jake yeah and bring in people and i just don't see that in their future i, I don't i i can see them keeping rodon i mean do you think 100 percent can see them keeping rodon if they're not getting what they want it, so every team can play the injury card and guys are kind of come back i mean they've been without brandon crawford for a little bit um you know longos banged up again could, could they not say like Hey, we kind of stood pat. We're giving you guys a shot, but you also didn't give us anything that you can actually go out and buy. I mean, what? I guess why aren't we talking about them more doing the Atlanta Braves thing? Pick up three veterans for cheap. Don't give up any prospects and hope it clicks. They went out 107 last year. It's, Maybe they will, man. Yeah. Maybe they will. I think I think there there could be a little bit of both. 
I think they might be dealing some, picking some up. I don't know, man. I don't know if that works. Like, how does that work in my head? That doesn't work, but people say it all the time. Right. Right. Um, I don't see, I don't see them being a factor. Unfortunately. Cards Nats. I don't know. Let's you can get into it a little bit. Um, you know, Michaelis does his damn thing. He's been really good for the Cardinals. And right now, I mean, I know everyone's if you're a Cardinals fan, you're talking about your rotation. We need help there. Nobody believes in Flaherty that he's gonna come back and do anything. I do. Every time I mention that, people are like say I have way too much faith in him. And maybe that's the case. Maybe I'm a little too close to the situation. But Michaelis, um, Wainwright, and Pilante who had a, a really good outing here. Eight shutty. That's a nice little one, two, three, if you get Flaherty back too, and you add Juan Soto. We had a caller on baseball mm. today asking, he said, and I'm going to ask you this question, I guess, because I want to hear your reaction okay. to it. Does Juan Soto make them a World Series contender this year? Knowing what you're going to have to give up for him, knowing that you're probably going to have to give up Gorman, Carlson, and some prospects. And knowing that you're not so sure on the starting pitching because, you know, it's a lot of innings you have to cover in the postseason. Do you think Juan Soto, if he comes over, makes them a World Series contender? I like would, a, like Improves their chances. I would say yes. I mean, the, the guys you're giving up are young, um, and, and you just don't know what the Very rest good, of, though. You, you don't know what the rest of their season is going to look like. You don't know what their, their postseason is going to look like. And I can pretty much tell you what Soto is going to look like. That, you know, if... That Nationals team was Trey Turner, and then it was Soto and Rendon. Howie Kendrick had a great playoffs, but the rest of that lineup was pretty thin. That if you're the Cardinals and you're still going to have Goldie and Arenado, if you have Soto and you have Tommy Edmond, and who does Tommy, does Tyler O'Neill stay like? There's still guys that in that lineup can absolutely go. They've got a little bit of magic. I, I know people probably don't want to hear that, but with Wayno, Yachty, and Pujols, the old guy gang, you know, they they know the value of potentially their last October. That yeah. I, I mean you'd have a little juice. That being said, we we've talked about the Cardinals a lot. We like the Cardinals. I like their roster. They're currently out of the playoffs as of today. Yeah. So they're a team that they they've got to press some buttons. Uh, in the next, in the next couple hours, and if they miss out on Soto, I don't know. I feel like they haven't been rumored for everything out. That you're probably right. They're gonna let those young guys ride, and I don't, I don't know where that gets them. I kind of had the same reaction to you to the question. I I said if you're a Cardinals fan, you have to like get a like a long range perspective here. Like Juan Soto's 23 years old. Like this helps your franchise immensely. Now, th- now, does it make you 100% better this year if you're giving up those guys and you don't address other areas? I don't necessarily think so. Um, well, yeah, maybe a little bit. I think you add fucking one Soto to any team, you're going to be better. I think some of these guys have been really good and it does shake up um, the clubhouse a little bit, although they'd probably be really happy to get him. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I want them, I want him to go to St. Louis. For the organization, for sure. Like I think that's great for your organization. I still think they need to add. I think just pitching depth in general is okay to add here. doesn't have to be some front-of-the-line starter. I don't think you need that. I believe in Flaherty. This dude is fucking 
mentally he's very strong right now. He just needs to get back on the field. Um, if you get him back, then I could see that's a nice group of four guys right there. Plus you have a couple other guys that are just fine for that fifth spot. So we'll see where Soto goes, man. Paul I'm De- still really thinking the Cardinals. Paul DeYoung comes back. He hits a couple home runs. That's part of the reason they were able to move Sosa. Um, yeah, interested to see with our guy Flaherty. You know I love him too, and y- you wonder if it even enters, you know, bullpen playoff weapon mode, which I feel like he would be nasty in that kind of role. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I think that's all in the National League. Let me look, bro. Okay. It is. Okay. Did we touch on everything? Did we miss anything? Uh, my heart is still pounding from the hater trade. Go check in with your little birdies. Ollie and- was FaceTiming me. What does that even mean? Who? Ollie. Oh, my God. Guy. Love Ollie. I also love the DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, mm. Why don't you guys take your turn at big winnings at the DK Sportsbook. Official sports betting partner in Major League Baseball. You can bet just $5 on any game and get $100 in free bets instantly. The DraftKings has the same game parlays. Rack them up. Put a couple bets together. Get bigger winnings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOMBOY. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $100 in free bets instantly. That's promo code JOMBOY only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Nice. Let's get let's get some AL baseball going. Sheesh. And Trev, I am gonna start out with BBD's Yankees. They took three out of four from the Kansas City Royals. Almost four out of four. They blew it on that final game's tough day for Clay Holmes at the office. Otherwise, people, we gotta talk more about Aaron Judge. He Jumps back into the MVP race over that Otani guy. In my opinion, we'll talk about it. He is going nut job. Josh Donaldson in a bad way right now. Bobby Witt came back and then he got hurt. Um, Kansas City is kind of a shell of himself. Yankees in Benintendi's first series. Uh, they win three out of four. The Houston Astros win three out of four over the Seattle Mariners. The game the Mariners win is the day after they got Luis Castillo, and Toro gets the big hit, the guy they traded for last year in the Kendall Graveman trade. Uh, Houston, they win on the final day in extras, 3-2 to two final. Houston kind of owns them. Julio goes to the IL after a hit-by-pitch. Altuve gets hit the next day. Tempers running hot between the AL West elite. How about Jake Rizzi? Whoops. Seven shutty. Big hammer. Ballin'. Blue Jays. They take three out of four from the Tigers. Uh, Blue Jays have kind of gone recently. Kikuchi with a strong return from the IL. Matt Chapman is going nut job for them. Blue Jays are starting to go. Baez. Homered off Barrios, who's his brother-in-law. So that's always a fun one for Thanksgiving. Tigers, trade them away, people. Trade them away. What are the Blue Jays going to do? Another fun one there. A team that made a move. The freight train. David Peralta 
to Trevor's Rays. They faced the Guardians. Guardians took two out of three in Tampa. A big Bieber start. Feel like he's starting to go. Interested in that. Is Austin Hedges clutch? Maybe we'll talk about that later. Kluber with a weird stat line. He had some video game sliders going, but he ends up getting hit a little bit. Guardians take two out of three in Tampa. The Chicago White Sox, Trevor Plouffe, they take two out of three from the A's. They lost the first game to our guy Cap. Had me a little nervous, but then they win the final two. We've got a walk-off wild pitch in the second game, and then Dylan Cease does Dylan Cease things in the last game. White Sox two games out in the AL Central, and then the Rangers and the Angels played four games. Uh, Otani, he shoved six innings, two earned, 11 Ks in a loss, and that's obvious. Um, Rangers broken open in the second game. Detmers, remember him? He had the no-hitter. He comes back. He has a nice start, uh, and the Rangers win that one anyways. Rangers took three out of four. And the less than mid AL West teams faced off. And that's what happened in the American League. Great job. Snap. You're just a natural, bro. You giving us the standings? I'll, I'll snap for myself. I will quick. Yanks 11 and a half up on the Blue Jays. Who Blue Jays 8 and 2 in their last 10. Hmm. Can they get the Yankees lead to under 10? We haven't seen that in a while. A raise, 54 and 48, 14 and a half back. Your Boston Red Sox are in last place, a half game behind the Baltimore Orioles. Trev, in your AL Central, the Minnesota Twins, 53 and 48. They have a one game lead on the Guardians and a two game lead on the White Sox. The AL Central is getting tight. Tigers and Royals died. Astros. 12-game lead on the Mariners. They big brother them again. Mariners made headlines elsewhere. Obviously, the Castillo trade. Rangers, Angels, Athletics, all out of it in their own different ways. In the wild card standings, Toronto is currently in. Seattle, two and a half games behind them. Tampa in the last spot. Cleveland is a game and a half out of the wild card. The White Sox are two and a half out. Baltimore is three out, and Baston is three and a half out, Trev. So a lot of moving parts there. Uh, any Anything jump out to you, or you want me to steer the ship here? Steer the ship. We can start with the Yankees. I know that's uh, what you guys watch the most of. Another impressive uh, series for Judge. I mean, this guy is – he's now like a firm leader in Vegas for the MVP, which I don't – think will last all season. I think it'll be close there towards the end with Otani and Judge, and then we'll see what the riders decide. Uh, but he was magnificent, dude. I mean, walk-off homer in game one. He has the grand slam, uh, what is that, in the second game after the rain delay, which was nuts. That was a crazy game. Our social was all over it because some of the guys were at the game. Dan Rourke is there with Robbie Sirocco, just drenched from the rain and – you know Dan was going nuts for that Judge Homer, man. I mean, Dan's a borderline insane person, and he yes. he had an insane time. Beebs was in the stands for that game. Yep, I oh, got so too. I was in the house. How electric was that Homer there? It's good stuff. Needed it. A little rowdy rain delay crew. 
Uh, Royals were playing a bad brand of baseball kind of all around. Uh, defense, offense, and pitching, kind of tough. Uh, Yankees, this was Benny's first series. He only has one hit. It's an infield single. He had six walks, hmm. uh, which that plays uh, in the Yankees lineup. Passed the baton. Swiped a bag. Swiped a bag. Judgey was good. Um, they kind of had no business winning that first game. Here, talking Royals, uh, Brady Singer looks like he turned the corner. He's been electric recently. He added a third pitch. Uh, Yankees couldn't touch him. And then, yeah, Clay Holmes, I guess just circle it. He'd been so good to start this year. He has another hiccup. His control has clearly... Uh, he's lost control a little bit. You wonder if it's usage or he just lost a slot or whatever it is, but um, it's been awesome how good he has been for the Yankees. But also, I don't know. Yankee fans are a little nervous. They need a little bull. Scary because you understand there's some regression probably going to come. When guys start out really hot like that, and I, I say it all the time, it's, I hate I hate it because you, know, you don't want to – wish anybody to not do well but there are guys that start years out and like 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 even like a tony gonsolin okay i love tony he's my guy it's not like a sub two pitcher how many times do i say that there's how many sub two pitchers are there every season sometimes none sometimes one like things are gonna happen he's kind of got hit his last three starts that had a decent one his last one but with his relievers especially they can be very volatile so i think that's an area that they're gonna have to figure something out, right? If the Yankees want to be the badass Yankees and they're, they're going to go out and win over 100 games this year and they want to win a World Series, like they got to go address the bullpen, in my opinion, a little bit. And they did a little bit today. They got Scott Efros uh, from the Cubs. Yep. They gave up a, a, a decent starting pitching prospect for him because Efros has five years of control. So that's a guy, if he sticks in the Yankees' pen... Um, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of chatter from people in the Cubs organization about how awesome Efros was, excelled in every role he was in in the bullpen. And like he's a jam, John Boy Media guy. Uh, has filled in on the compound a few times, came to our office. So Yankee fans are excited for that. Royals, we'll see what else they're willing to sell off. Sal Perez is back, and he hit the home runoff homes. He's a, I know he's a guy near and dear to your heart, Trevor. He's a badass. Um well, Michael A. Taylor go, a couple other guys in the Royals that could potentially go, and the Yanks, what else What else do they have in the chamber? Montes, I don't know. I don't know. Um, a team that did make the big move, uh, arguably the biggest. I still think it's probably bigger than Hayter. The Mariners got Luis Castillo. We went live on Saturday because we're built just a little different. Um they win the next day against the Astros, but the Astros are still their daddy, man. Justin Verlander, I think he won his 13th game. He's been a monster this year. Bregman has a good one in the first game. Astros still the big bad wolf. Things got testy in this series. Um, it didn't get really testy. I think that's kind of more of a media headline. I know... We can just jump to that because okay. it sucks for the Mariners to talk about Julio going out. He got hit pretty hard. I mean, he swung you, at it. He swung at it. Well, did you, you see where they hit Altuve? Yeah, so it is a little fishy, okay? It's a little fishy because not only um, did they go after Altuve first pitch, but it's a guy that throws strikes 
and like has very excellent control. But the next pitch right after that was a slider that almost hit the next batter. So I think it was more of like, ball. I really think the ball just got away. I really do. Altuve didn't seem to mind. He said it was just okay. Maybe that's just Altuve and he's like, say what you want, man. I'm I'm an I'm a Jose Altuve guy. I know he was part of the cheating team. Oh, Numbers show he used that, it like the least. Astros fans will tell you that very quickly that he didn't use it, even though he kind of did. I think we're gonna look back and really, really appreciate Jose Altuve when it's all said and done. Anyways, class back there. He didn't really react at all. I think he. I don't think anyone was expecting it. There, I don't think Julio got hit on purpose. No, and again, he swung at it, so it kind of like makes it even kind of less on purpose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean really I, bad for the Mariners though, and the X-rays came back negative for uh, Julio, so that's excellent. Uh, but he's gonna be hurting, man, because that thing nailed him. Yeah. No, I. You know, he goes to the IL. It, we'll see when he's back. It might be one of those times where it's good to be young, because uh, I think as an old man that hurts a lot more. Um, Luis Castillo will make his first start Wednesday night at Yankee Stadium. Castillo versus Cole. Trev might have to have you tune into that one. Um, mm-hmm. and you mentioned there's, you know, it's not a shot fire at Tony Gonsolin when you say he's not a one ERA guy, Justin Verlander, one, eight, one. And he, uh, he kind of is, <laughs> he, kinda he is, is he's man. a, he's a one guy. He's one of those. What a fucking monster. Um, and maybe a, another little note for playoff season. If these two teams were to link up Robbie Ray, his last seven starts before facing the Astros was a one, three, six ERA. Two starts versus the Astros, he's been lit up. Um, so we'll we'll see if that means anything later on in the series. Jordan walks it off in the final game. The Toronto... Little, little ground ball from Jordan. Too, yeah, a little sweet. chopper think, through the shift, babe. Whatever. Yeah, you're not going to play a shortstop at shortstop? Okay. Whoops. <laughs> don't mind me. Uh, speaking of don't mind me, a team that we kind of went quiet on for a little bit. The Toronto Blue Jays won three of four against the Tigers. Whatever. Take care of your business. Eight and ten in their last uh eight and two in their last ten, excuse me. I mean, the biggest thing to note, Trev, and I, I think we'll talk about it later, but your guy Matty Chapman had a July. Holy smokes, one dotted. Um Barrios is pitching better for them. Uh Kikuchi came back. It it feels like these guys are starting to find a little bit of a sweet spot. Yeah, and they can add, they can add as well. Like, a, yeah, you mentioned how Chapman's going. They can add too. They don't really have a lot of holes. Like, I think like any team, you can say, "Hey, let's go get some bullpen help towards the end there." <clears throat> See that happening, but nothing of like mag like a uh, doesn't say magnum. That's not the right word I'm looking for. It's just mm-hmm. in my head. Nothing that's gonna cost a lot. Like I think they're kind of set. They just need to start firing. They need to start. They need to start like hitting their stride. And I think like they kind of have been. It's a scary team, man. We'll talk more about Chapman. People, don't worry. He's my guy. I got some notes on him. I think BBD's pulled up some stats. Uh, his swing looks really good. Um, hopefully, they said Noah's not gonna miss a start. So that's good. He reportedly um, wanted to stay in the game. The trainer said, you're nuts. Um, that would be one thing that would just be really bad for the yeah. Blue Jays. Manoa specifically, if he was out, that changes the, the entire 
season. He's like there. He's become like, even with Gossman there, he's become like the boogeyman on the pitching staff. Tigers. Uh, hey, Eduardo Rodriguez reported to the Tigers. He's at their spring training facility and could report by third week August. So at least he's he's on the board. Um, and yeah, remember the Jays. Uh, the Jays got rid of Montoya. They're eleven and three under the new manager. How about that? Well, obviously, managers mean everything. I've always said that. John Schneider. John Sn- John, difference. John Schneider and Rob Thompson. Just doing word puzzles. Uh, Guardians Rays. Uh, hey, Rays got Rays got David Peralta. I love the move for them. David Peralta. I think he has a sneaky like one twenty OPS plus this year. Been swinging for a little more pop. Guy has a Gold Glove and Silver Slugger in his basement. What else does he have in his basement? Um, mm. And Trev, the the big thing I'm on. Um, Guards win this series. Biebs. Maybe we'll get to the Guardians. We'll get to the Guardians more in a second. Um, we haven't talked about the Rays a lot this year. Kind of the, the ALE stories have been Yankees really good. Red Sox kind of suck. And then the resurgent Orioles out of nowhere. That we've lost sides of the baby Braves, or the baby Blue Jays, who are back in, in the combo. And these Rays who every time we've talked about them, we've said how hurt they are. I'm still not excited for these Rays, but in September, we could be talking about the Rays with Wander Franco back, with Brandon Lau is back. He's missed a chunk of this season. Randy Rosarena, Yandy Diaz, um, who else? Harold Ramirez started to click for them. I'm still not excited for the Rays right now, but if they get their health figured out, like they have a chance to become a serious Rays team, which I feel like they haven't been all year. I think it's by design that we're not talking about the Rays. The Rays don't care about that. You know, they don't need household names, even though Wander will become one for them. They just need to go out there and pitch and and play their type of base, baseball, and they've been doing that, man. I think you should be scared of these Rays, these ones right now. It doesn't matter who they add. Like, they're going to add, and they'll probably get better. This is a team, like, you just go go ahead and, like, I asked I ask Chris Rose this. I'm going to ask you. This is great. I love doing experiments on both you and Rose. Rose, very much in tune, reads so much baseball. I want to do this for you. Name the top three um starters as far as games started for the Rays. Games started for the Tampa Bay yeah. Rays this year. McClanahan. Yep. Nailed that shit. Um let's see. It's not Patino. It's not Yarby. Um New Yarby come came back and looked pretty good. Yarby? Uh, I mean we we love it's not Yarby. It's not Yarby. Uh Los Rays, is it like a Rasmussen? Rasmussen's third with 17 games started. He's been really good as well. And you're missing the obvious ones, Kluba. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, Klubes, <laughs> Klubes is there. But, it, 
Isn't that weird? Just like thinking about that. This is one of the premier teams in one of the premier divisions. And we're just like, who's on their team? That's just how it is with them, dude. Isn't that strange? Yeah. But I like Peralta there. They got a guy from the Dodgers, Clevenger, Clevenger. I don't know how you mm. say it. There's an A in there. So it's either yeah. Cleve or Clev. And they're making moves and they'll do their thing. They'll be there in October and we'll be scared of them. That's, I think that's, that's how they operate. I think that's the funny part for me. They've been like in the playoffs the whole time. We've half been ignoring them. They've been, they have a good argument for the most hurt team in baseball this year. And we just might be talking about a different raised team. Come September, they could be scary again. Uh, on the other side of the ball, you're Triceratops. Gar- uh oh. On the other side with Cleveland, Will Benson, friend, making his MLB yeah. debut. Wow, love that. Called him up three hours ago. Let's go, kid. He was uh he was in the ping pong tournament. Uh, Chris he Rose dominated him, me. Chris Rose had him sign a bat. That was pretty nice. That's on the Warehouse Games channel. So is Floorball. Yeah. Big game tonight. BBD's Floorball debut tonight. Uh, go check that out. Floorball's been awesome. Uh, the Guardians, man, they win a series. Everything I just said about the Rays in Tampa. Bieber um, had kind of an up and down July. It ends on a high note. This is a team that's one game out of their division, one and a half out of the wild card, and we've been hearing rumors they might sell. Uh, Chris Rose has rumors they might buy. Uh, the Guardians, they just got a couple guys back off the aisle. I, I don't know. Are, they gonna, are we going to hear anything about them during the deadline? I really hope so, and I hope it's adding. I hope it's not like, hey, they traded Plesak for like a couple of young minor league pitchers or something like that. Like, I don't want that to happen to them. I want as many teams in the race as possible, dude. And if you're there at this point in the season, you could be there at the end of the season, especially with their pitching. You know, they they have they have some good hitters, but I think that's one area that you'd like to improve on offensively. It's not easy to go do that. I know we say that all the time. Oh, all they need to do is add a bat. All they need to do is go add this guy. You know, it takes two to tango, and you have to be willing to let go of some of your people, which we'll see if they're – they're in it for this year. I think that's what we have to think about if you're a Guardians fan. Is your front office committed to winning this year, or do they see the window a couple next year, 2024, all that stuff? You have to take that into consideration because they are always looking at that. Sometimes, you know, there, there's teams where that like the long term is secured and then they could focus on, you know, the season that's happening. Uh, but for the most part, I think they'll look long term. If you're a Guardians fan, you probably understand that yeah i mean that's that's where i guess in my head i think they're just gonna let these guys go and if they stay in it great if they don't i think they're okay with that too um that yeah i mean there's so many young guys on this roster i mean Quan, ahmed rosario naylor jimenez uh, I mean, could Fran Mill be considered young? Nolan Jones got the call. Um, Ernie Clement, Owen Miller, like their whole pitching staff. I think they're just going to let it ride. If they do, God, I hope it's a move to go for it. Or, or at least... Where are they at right now? Are they right out of it or are they right in it? They are a game and a half out of the wild card. Yeah. And they are a game out of the central. Dude, one game out of your division. Yeah. You better not be tricking anybody. Better good not players. sell, man. Golly. I need a a Jake Storiali 
love making moment. 30 okay. seconds. Okay. Oh, Trevor's left the room. I thought he was going to ask me a story from my past. Uh, I'll segue us to White Sox Athletics while Trev jumps away for a second. White Sox took two out of three from the A's. Like I said, kind of scary. They lost the first game. I've been talking about the White Sox coming up on their easy part of their schedule. They chip away. They win a series. Um, it's not pretty. Losing game one, and then they win game two on a walk-off wild pitch. But that's kind of the perks of an easy schedule a little bit. Um, and they are two games out. Two games out of the division. After playing what can only be branded as a bad brand of baseball for the first few months of this season, they are 51 and 50. They are over 500. Feel like we haven't said that a lot. And man, uh, again, go look at the White Sox roster, go look at their Fangraphs roster resource page. I think that's the best way that. They lay out teams. Their lineup looks like what we thought the White Sox were going to look like this year. They've had some injuries. Their rotation looks like what we thought the White Sox rotation was going to look like, finally. I think they're going to, I you know, I got Trevor and Jimmy with, uh, I think they're going to get Donovan Solano. I think they're going to get a little second base help, and I think they're going to get a reliever. And I think in a week and a half, we're going to be talking about the first play Chicago White Sox. Sorry, Trev. Bro, haven't we been talking about that all freaking year? I want it to happen too, but I got a text from Jerry Blevins. Ooh. Okay. He was in town covering them playing the A's. And he just said, like, this team. You know, there's he, he really said, it seems like there's no accountability. Guys dogging it, walking on and off the field. Uh, he mentioned like Tim Anderson getting thrown out late in the game. Like you can't really be doing that, dude. Like you have to understand where you're at and how much you mean to your team. You got to stay in these games. Like, so I said, do you think it's just like a lack of leadership in the clubhouse? Cause there's some veterans on that team, right? Like there are veteran dudes who understand who've been around, who like are a lot of good people on that squad, but it's just there for something, for some reason, just feels like they haven't figured that out, man. No, I mean, you know, and it, it they need to like you can't you can put as many good players on teams as possible, but if there's like no accountability, no leadership, it, it's it's going to take away from that talent. That's you know you don't want that. It shouldn't be the reason that you're not winning. That should not be the reason. They kind of feel like the wild wild west. Like the New York Yankees operate as like a bank. And like, oh, there's, yeah, there's our head of operations. There's Garrett Cole over there. And, you know, oh, there's our CEO, Aaron Judge. And, you know, the Yankees are very business-like, professional. The White Sox kind of feel like an 1870s Western town where it's like they have all these figures and dudes who you know, like Lance Lynn, Tim Anderson, like Jose Abreu. Like, they got a lot of alphas on that team that, yeah, man. I mean, the chemistry hasn't been there all year, but winning causes some good chemistry, and they're in that easy part of their schedule right now. Um, I think in a week and a half, 
How about this? Mark it down. The next, the next Friday episode after this one, August 12th, I think the White Sox will be in first place in the Central. Doesn't Tim Anderson suspend it, get suspended for three games too? Oh, he bumped an ump. Bumps are soft. <laughs> I don't know, man. I want them to turn it around. I almost texted G. Leo like, hey, bro, like you need to get in somebody's face. I told Jerry, this is what I said. I said, a team like this needs to have a moment, okay? Whether that is a brawl on the field where like the boys have each other's back. I don't want that, you know, because I don't like brawls, okay? I'm a lover. Someone could grab someone by the freaking shirt, put them up against the wall in the clubhouse. Even if it was staged, I don't know. They need something. They need to rally together, man. And that, that. guess what? That happens all the time, man. Even with our teams in Minnesota, guys getting in dust-ups, you know, you're, you get sick of each other. You don't like the way one person's acting. So someone finally calls them out and then you get, you get into it. But that's that you can rally around that, man. They, it sounds to me like that needs to happen. It either needs to happen once or happen way less. Maybe it's happening too much. I don't know. But you need it, they need to get that together, man. You can't be, you can't have a losing season because of a lack of effort, because of no leadership, because no accountability. You cannot lay that on your freaking city when you have that much talent. Those can't be the reasons that you don't win. And like I said, they got leaders there, man. They yeah. have people that have been around the game. I mean, well-respected veterans, Jose Bray, Lance Lynn, like guys that have been through around the block a lot. Um, I don't. This this is like a this is like a outdated reference, but you know what I'm saying? Like too many Chiefs. Yeah. You know, like too many maybe chefs. That's in, it. Too many chefs in the kitchen. Too many chefs in the kitchen. Maybe that's it, dude. I don't know what it is, but it's not working out there, man. And it needs to be. Maybe, but you're saying they're going to turn around. We'll see, bro. It's about to happen. A's about to get plundered. Frankie Montas. A couple other relievers, I'd bet. Maybe Loriano. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, and then Angels, Rangers. I, uh, I don't have much. I mean, Angels continue their spiral that they continue. Had the weird trout news last week. Um... I mean, Rangers are kind of a little bit of a wild card this deadline because, you know, if someone like Pablo Lopez is available, like the Ra- the Rangers would put a bid on that guy because you get him for three years and they'd have interest in that. Um, otherwise, both these teams, man, you, you know I drank as much Angels Kool-Aid as anything, but they they got nothing for me right now. I kind of feel the same way as you. It's, it's. I, I don't know the Rangers' direction. I never have, probably never will. It's like one of those, you know those like posters that you have to like stare at a long time mm. and then like finally something comes in like into visions like 3D? Yeah. It's like one of those things, but you can't. I do all the tricks in the book. I cross my eyes. I get real close and then lean back. I can't see the fucking picture, bro. <laughs> and maybe you can help me out. I don't see anything. Rangers are an enigma to me, and then the Angels are just a disappointment to me. So I feel like these are two of my children. I'm just like, go to your room. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I can't. I try to talk sense into you. I'm trying to explain the situation, but you're just sitting here rolling your eyes at me. Just, you know, it's time. I don't know, man. I mean, you tell me anything different. 
No, I mean it, it Rangers are tr- at least the Rangers are trying. Yeah, if you're, if you're the Rangers, you have some young guys. You know, you know Simeon and Seager are going to be there forever. Uh, you've got some young guys you're you're learning to like Nate Lowe, Nathaniel Lowe, excuse me, early settler name. Uh, Zeke Duran, Ezekiel Duran. He he had a couple games. He's a young guy playing like, and I, I think a lot of their top prospects are guy thick neck Josh Young. Lider, Cole Wynn, these are guys that are supposed to be next year guys. So I think they're going to be players for next season. But yeah, I mean, this season it's kind of uh, stunned. Stunned. Are they going to be players next year? Not players next year, but they'll be exciting. Um, you. you- because Jimmy's convinced that Leiter and Kumar are going to come up and just light the world on fire. I mean, I, I, I'm not convinced of that. Dude, you know how I feel about that. I think it's going to be a couple strategic free agents, and they'll have some youth work, and they'll have some youth not work. Hey, who owns the Rangers? We got some oil company, oil tycoon owning them? Like that? If that's the case, then let's go, baby. You spent half a billion on these two players. Break out another half a billion because you need more. Uh, looks like Ray Davis and Bob Simpson Jr. Didn't like George Bush own the Rangers at some point too? Yeah, he did. Then you have to get rid of that when you're president. Maybe. Yeah, Ray Davis. Ray Dan- looks energy transfer partners. Yeah. Energy trans. Uh, some Sounds something like oil. Sounds yeah. like oil to me. Yeah. Sounds like oil. Yeah. I need to find me some oil. I didn't win the freaking Mega Millions, which sucks. I don't think you guys did either. No, I did not. No. I haven't heard back yet. I didn't play, which feels like a mistake. Um <laughs> We got all right, let's get to the, the uh, other the other the guy I, also uh, looks like oil. Let's do uh let's do some quick IL couple series here. <laughs> Brew Crew, they take two out of three from the Baston Red Sox. Oh, my God. How about a little uh, reunion? Hunter Renfro, uh, he hits a couple big boy homers in this one. Um, Man, the (coughs) Red Sox, like I told you, they are now below 500. They win the final game of the series. JD is giving interviews that... Makes it sound like it's going to be his last home series in Boston. We will see. 8-19 and 19 in July for the Red Sox. If you just went 500, we wouldn't be talking about any of this. Uh, and we know what the Brewers just did. It shook up this whole episode. Um, Brewers, they hit. Um, they take two out of three in Fenway Park. Two out of three, four. The Padres, who just acquired Josh Hader from those Milwaukee Brewers, they take two out of three from Trev's Minnesota Twins. They win the bread games. Uh, Padres, five homers in that first game. Um, Snell, he had a good July. Good for him. Uh, Twins, the game they won. Gray versus Musgrove. Musgrove just got paid, right? Twins, uh, big eighth inning that won them that game, Carlos Correa with the home run. And then the Reds versus the Orioles. Pump it into my veins. Reds, 
Take two out of three. Again, better brand of baseball since that horrible first month of baseball. Nick Lodolo with a big start. Man, that kid could be something. Uh, Reds, again, they traded Luis Castillo over the weekend. Calling up a lot of kids. Is Molly next? We will see. But in the meantime, they took two out of three from the upstart Orioles, and that's your innovative play. One snap. It was mid. I forgot to give you snaps. I was saying great job in my head to you. I don't know if I deserve them. I'll be honest. Brewers, Red Sox, aesthetically pleasing series. Might I add, I like both franchises. I like both cities. Well, no offense to Milwaukee. I I meant ballpark. Sure. I didn't really mean the city. I've lost a lot of money at that casino. Yeah. What do you got, bro? I like the yelly note we got in here. Brewers need to go. Just traded away hater. Um, Yelly needs to be yelly. We've been saying that all season long. I think that's still the case. Makes a physical adjustment to his, to his swing, a mechanical adjustment, if you will. Gets uh, rid of the kind of like the leg lift that he has, which was his timing mechanism. It replaces it with a toe tap. Basically what you're doing there, and anyone that's ever hit with a leg lift knows your timing goes away, you're screwed. Everything works off you getting that front leg down at the appropriate time. And if you're not there, you're late with it, it's going to be trouble. So, you know, Yelly just keeps his foot a little bit closer to the ground with the toe tap. You're able to make just the adjustment on the speed a little bit better than that. And you'll see that pretty much everybody that's ever had a leg lift goes through this and eventually either goes no stride for a little bit or really tames their leg kick down. feels really good when you're feeling it. feels really bad when your timing's off. So, he makes the adjustment. Is that going to be what catapults him back into MVP Yelly? I hope so. I saw some tweets today. They were comparing two. I mean, these are two guys I love, John Jay and Christian Yelich. Mm. Since 2021, and then you had John Jay's like years at, with the Cardinals, their stats were like basically identical. Love John Jay. Yelly, I think, needs to be a better offensive player than that for the Brewers. So, um, I hope this is what catapults him back because now with this trade, I think they need more than ever for him to get going. Yeah, and the other thing, we mentioned it kind of briefly, but Devin Williams' 30th consecutive scoreless appearance, um, which when you've got a guy doing that, it does make it easier to move on from uh, Hater and the money factor and is he potentially slipping and adding resources if you're the Brewers. Um when you have that guy behind him doing that, pretty crazy. And then, yeah, like I mentioned, J.D. Martinez, um, you know, kind of mentioned it with the Giants. For some reason, I think, and maybe it's just the defense and how bad it was and those clips. The Red Sox feel like they're in a worse place than the San Francisco Giants that if there's something for J.D., I think you got to take it. Um, I know he's been good, but it's a DH, and if you could potentially shuffle around your lineup a little bit to still have a little bit of juice but get an asset for an asset you're going to lose, I think you push that. Uh, well, it's dude, the, those two teams, it's the starting pitching that's completely different there. Yeah. I mean, you got, you know, if the Giants were to get into the playoffs, you got um, Webb, Rodon, Webb, Rodon, and Wood. 
right there. And then if you're the Red Sox, you have Pavetta, Eovaldi. I don't even know who I'm missing. Yeah. That's kind of where you're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you evaluate that way too. Um, I could definitely see them starting to unload everybody and then offering the qualifying offers to the guys that can get them. Even JD, I believe, can still get one. So, you know, if they're not sold on um, what they'll receive from him, he can just offer him the qualifying offer. Hunter Renfro has his OPS at 828. He, uh, man, he's strong. He's a strong boy. Uh, your Twinkies, Trev. He looks just like Mike Trout. Now Mike yeah. Trout's hurt. And he does he is Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Uh, your Twinkies lost a set to the Padres on the road. Um, man, again, uh, with everything with everything else going on, hater to the Padres, Twins looking to make news. The Central <laughs> has snuck up on the Twins. I don't, you got any, I mean, talk me into the Twins, Trev, because I'm losing faith quick. Yeah, I mean, Joe Ryan just had a really bad start right there. I mean, you have 10 Ernie, a bunch of homers. He's been really good. Take this start out of the equation, okay? I think you can dream upon a staff of Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, and then whoever you decide to pick up. I mean, they were rumored, I believe, to be on Castillo. I I know that they, they're going to go after the starters. Whether they get any or not, we'll see. They have to get starting pitching here. They need starting pitching help. I think offensively, they could be really good. Um, it, they just need starting. They actually they need a really good starting pitcher. Okay. Then the rest is just kind of depth for them. Bullpen. Obviously every freaking team needs bullpen help. They need pieces, man. So for me trying to sell, I, got, I don't think I did a good job selling you, on the twins, no. but they need pieces almost at every part of their roster. I would say pitching 100% takes priority here, starting pitching and bullpen help. And then offensively you need to add as well. It's, they need a lot of help. I could see a scenario like you're saying, like where the Chicago White Sox do catch them, but that's only if they can get out of their own way. And then the Guardians are there lurking. It's I've been texting my people. I said, you better give me these uh these trades before they happen, giving them to anybody else, but I haven't heard anything back. Joe Musgrove signs a five year extension. They trade for Hater. Uh and they are not done at this deadline, man. Um, I think we're going to be talking about the Padres a lot in the next 29 hours now. Yes. I, I have some notes on the Musgrove extension. Okay. Five for 100. Looks like a clean 20 a year even. Uh, but he has some interesting clauses in there. He has a full, most notably full no trade up until the last year where he can make like a no trade list. Um, so I think that's like the main thing. I think a lot of people think he took a team-friendly extension. He also has, like, a, he gets a suite on the road for family. Oh, the perks. Player may purchase nice. premium suite and four best premium season tickets to home games. So those are some weird wow. quirks in his new contract. Oh, you just buy, just buy a suite, bro. <laughs> no, that's great. You always want to know who's got the suites, baby. Well, and what guys from will San do. Diego, family around. Yeah, no, sense. I mean, that's... People are probably always bothering him. Open market, he probably does a little bit better, but he's he's literally from El El Cayon, so he's he stays in San <laughs> Say that again? El Cayon. What's that? I, I'm from the Northeast, <laughs> man. I don't know. Um, 
Some people in the chat saying Quintana to the Twins. Please, man. I mean, I mean, I think you know what's coming. Um, I, I, dude, I don't know. They, they need a lot. Twins need a lot. Um, I hope they make some moves, man, because Correa is not going to be there. I mean, he's not going to be there again next year. He's kind of been, I think, a huge part of the why they're where they're at. Like his his presence in the clubhouse is huge. Twins don't get guys like that, bro, very often. They don't sign the big free agents. They just don't. You get a guy like Carlos Correa to come in, everybody fucking perks up. Oh, like we're we're going for it this year. That makes everybody better. They do that again at the trade deadline? Okay. But you I don't know, man. They can't be making all these mid moves. I don't think I use that right. Yeah, kinda. Sano came back and now he's hurt again. They're gonna get pitching. It's just what kind of quality? What kind of quality? Um, any O's Reds takes? I know you watched a lot of that series this weekend. Reds O's takes. Not really. I think Molly's gonna get traded. I, I think he's become a lot more of an interesting name. He's had a good last nine starts, a two eight three. He's got some crazy road home splits in his career. At home, he's got a five ERA on the road. He's like a low threes. I had a had a guy DM me that, um, and he had a really good delivery. So I, I think I want to give him a shout-out. He's also a year-and-a-half left guy, so maximize value for the Reds at this point. The type of players that have been getting traded are the year-and-a-half guys. He is one of those. Um and then, yeah, Orioles, know what you need to know? Adley Rushman with Chris Rose on the Chris Rose rotation today. Really good episode. Uh, the guy that DM'd me was Lane Bachros, so his name kind of made me laugh about Molly's okay. road and home splits. 502 ERA at home in his career, 374 on the road. So Get him on the road. Get him in pinstripes, babe. Trev, let's go on to the second half of the show where we highlight some of the dudes in baseball. And the other highlight that I want to tell you guys is trade coffee because there's no perfect coffee. Me, Trev, BBD, James, Chris Rose, Josh Hader, Joe Musgrove. We don't all drink the same coffee. We all have very different coffee tastes. And what trade coffee does is they have you take a little test. They say, what do you like? And then... Out of their 450 different kinds of coffee that's live and ready to ship, they will ship it out to you. They have their first match guarantee that if you don't like the first coffee they send you, they'll send you a new bag to free for free. They're going to figure it out with you. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash baseball, that's 40 cups of free coffee. I like that a lot. Go take their quiz, drinktrade.com slash baseball. Let trade find you a coffee you will love. That's drinktrade.com slash baseball. $30 off and free shipping. You can't beat that. Trev, I will, uh, I will kick off to you for your standout performer. Talked about it a little bit already. Uh, Andrew Palante, Orange County guy, UC Irvine. 
Mm. A lot of good ball players out of UC Irvine. Anteater. He goes eight innings pitch, zero earned runs with eight Ks. I chose him because I I think he's kind of forgotten in that rotation. He he, he has had a pretty bad July. He had a start where he gave seven earned runs, and it was three, then it was three, then it was three. And he hasn't been going long into games. Then he comes out firing against the Nationals, yes, but eight innings pitched with the eight Ks, like I said. He's a guy that if he does, if he's somewhere like this, like in the middle, like he doesn't need to be up seven runs. He does also doesn't need to be going eight shutty. Uh, but if he's a stabilizing factor as your three or your four guy, I think we're going to be talking about an unsung hero uh, with the Cardinals. As we get into the postseason, like pitching depth, specifically starting pitching depth is so, so important. I don't think the Cardinals would kind of be hanging around if it wasn't for him. Yeah already and i think this gives them an opportunity to really go for it this year if you have a guy like this as your four or even your five if they decided to add and jack comes back so you know a guy that's young he's 23 years old you know kind of in the thick of things he's getting to learn from wainwright he's getting to learn from melina at the big league level like this is very important a guy that like you know if they bring in a juan soto this is a this is a team that's just there year in and year out uh, in the race, they're a very well-run franchise, and Palante is going to be a part of this rotation for, you know, a lot of years to come. And I think he's just getting like so much experience and and so much guidance from these guys that it's going to pay dividends in the end. I like the fact that after you know four starts where he didn't have his best stuff, he comes out and does this, you know, and says, "I'm still here, I'm still going to be a guy," and just watch come September and October. We're going to be talking about this guy. Couple big things for me. Andre Palante, fantastic name. I mean, it just rolls. His real no, his name, name's Neil. Yeah. Neil Andre Palante. Neil Palante wouldn't be getting the standout right now, but Andre Palante does. I think he, you're right. He's been good, man. And it's um, looking at the Cardinals roster, I think they're definitely going to pick up an innings eater. Like, I. I think Merrill Kelly or Quintana or someone like that. I don't think it necessarily has to be a difference maker, but someone, if they get Mike Maddox rubbing the shoulder a little bit, they can get good innings out the rest of the way. And then Palante, if you keep it up, we'll see where your innings are at, but the old the John Boy thing, you want a starter that can kick to the pen if you need it, and maybe that's where Palante is. Uh, I think he threw a slider more than he normally does in that last start. That's something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, first time uh, pitching into the ninth inning, 96 pitches, the longest of his career. Velo was up, so um, good for good for Neil Andre Palante. What are we – I'm just looking in our chat right now. There's, there's something to talk about Montas. Is this like a fake thing? Got to be careful. A lot of Triceratops tweets about Montas. Okay, okay. Got to be careful in there. Uh, everyone's excited. It's deadline season. A lot of hope. But if they're true, I really like them. A lot of hope in the air. Um, Mets, White Sox, looking to add left-handed reliever. Andrew Chafin, interested in for both. That's from Rosenthal. Uh, Trev, I'll do my standout high and tight because uh, he is high. He's pretty tight. Mm. I'm going Aaron Judge. Um, he did have a two-homer game. Two homers, six RBI. Trev, he was net three homers in that game because the first batter of the game, he brought it back. 
uh, and big time brought it back. Full extension, 6-7, right field at the stadium. And the night before, he hit the walk-off homer. So the Kansas City Royals watched Judge hit a walk-off homer, and then the first batter of the next game, he robbed a homer from them. The dude is currently your AL MVP. I, I am a Yankees fan. I admit that. I love Otani. I think Otani is the best player in baseball. I think he can be the most valuable player in baseball. Trev, you can back me up on this. I was judged as the MVP. He got off to a crazy start. He was killing it. Otani came back on both sides of the ball. He started pitching and hitting better. Otani passed him, and now Judge has caught Otani. He has gone nuts again. I think he's got, what is it, 11 homers in 13 games or something like that uh, while playing defense. Um, I know. There's some people that have been so blinded by Otani because he can pitch and he can hit. And that's awesome. And he's really good at both of them. But right now, what Aaron Judge is doing all around, I believe, is more valuable. And, man, if this was a sports talk radio show, I'm sure we could do two hours on it. But I think as of right now, Judgey's caught him. I could see that because he has had an incredible, like, run these last two weeks. Like, incredible stuff we're seeing out of him. But this was what was happening early in the season as well. Then he went into like a little bit of a rut and Otani got hot. And then it was like, oh yeah, yeah. Clearly Otani's the MVP front runner. What were we thinking? Like if that happens again, I, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised, but right now I, I kind of agree. Like where we're at right now, I'm more in on judge than I have been all year in that regard. But this isn't up to us. It's up to the writers who, you know, I think they think a little bit differently than everybody else. I think they still want to like, I still think Otani is going to be there at the end. And I think that they, they just have, they think like historically, they don't, I don't think they're so zeroed in on one year, which is maybe what you need. Um, I think they think more historically, like do they want to be on the right side of history and having Otani win these awards because he is a unicorn. I don't know, man. Well, I could be sold either way. Another thing that's pretty historic would be 67 home runs, which Judge is currently on pace for. So, uh, I I think there's some history tied tied to that number too. So yes, yes, yes. Going to be fun to track the rest of the way. Um, but man, what what Big Judgey does day in day out is uh is unreal. Um, should we do a tight slump watch today? I mean, that's what we do now, right? Tight slump watch, yeah. tight in fuego. It's pretty tight. Run it tight. I'm going to come in and come out because I feel like I'm all messed up right now. But you okay. guys run that tight. I'll be right back. Me and BBD will run the offense. <laughs> Slump watch, couple guys you should know across the league. Maybe you're a fantasy person. Maybe you're just like, what the H? Jared Walsh, for formerly my Halos, is in an 0 for 16 uh, from this, mm. this weekend. Jeremy Pena, the young Houston stud shortstop, he just put up an 0 for 14. Does that mean anything? 
CJ Crone, 0 for 11. We just gave him a ton of love, and he still deserves it. He's going to bounce back. Tough week to have him in the homer draft. Mm. Aaron Hicks, 0 for 11. Uh, Hicksie in an interesting spot now that the Yankees got Ben Tendi. Jorge Polanco for Trev's Twins, 0 for 9. Um, tough. Tough for Jorge. But, hey, we put him on slump watch to get off slump watch and hopefully get them on. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. I mentioned Aaron Judge. How's 6 for 14? Four homers and nine RBI with five walks. Basically getting pitched around when they could. Almedes Diaz skipped over him a little bit in the Houston series. He had a couple homers. Six for nine with three home runs. Pretty good. Anthony Santander. uh, A guy you might need to know more about. He's putting together a nice season. Nice ball player. 7 for 12, two homers. Cal Mitchell wasn't in my book. Mm. Pirates outfielder. Oh. Young We're kid. talking a lot of Cal rally lately. Yeah. Cal Mitchell, 6 Cal's for th- on the mind. 6 for 13, two homers. Frankie Lindor, 7 hits. Jonathan India, 7 hits. He's going to have a big second half. Love that. Joey Votto, 4 for 10 with a couple ding-dongs. Austin Riley going off. Matt Chapman Going off. Two guys I told you earlier in the episode, you just might hear more about this very episode. From the Um, third baseman we've got here. Yeah. Just a bunch of third basemen talking ball. Is Trev still TKO? Oh, he's on his way back. I'll, um, you know what? I'll do my award first. Uh, Trev already teased it a little bit for me. I'm giving out the hammer, the hammer award, um, and it's going to young, thick Austin Riley. You know, I'm so we sorry about that, Jake. You're good, man. I mean, it's exciting. People need to know about it. That's why I want to talk about it. Young, thick Austin Riley, a talking baseball legend, early mm. days, uh, with that big old booty. Hmm. Austin Riley, first the conversation was like, this guy's kind of an all-star snub. Austin Riley missing out. Then he gets invited to the all-star game. couple guys drop out. I think it was on the last day. Austin Riley has gone nuts, including hitting a bunch, a bunch of extra base hits. And you're saying, Jake... How many extra base hits? Mm. <laughs> what was that little groan? I love extra base hits. Uh, Hammer and Hank Aaron had the Braves record for most extra base hits in a month. Hammer and Hank Aaron, I found this out when I was Googling things today. Hank Aaron has the most extra base hits all time. That's pretty cool. Um. And he had the Braves record that stood for 61 years for most extra base hits in a month. And young, thick Austin Riley, with his 26th extra base hit, passed Hank Aaron's record. And man, I know I say it too much because I'm a baseball fan and I 
kind of talk baseball for a living now, which is pretty crazy. Thanks, everyone. Austin Riley, I don't think we talk about enough, man. He's he's basically having a five-war year again. 301, 29 homers. I think last year we thought might be a little bit of an aberration. We thought he might slip a little. He had a 134 OPS plus last year. He's got a 161 OPS plus now. This guy is a monster. He leads the National League in slugging. So he's got the peach and the slug, baby. 33 homers last year. He's got 29 going into August 1st. This guy is a bona fide, bona fide stud. 25 years old on the team that just won the World Series. Young, thick Austin Riley. Congrats. You hammered the hammer. I I love Austin Riley, and we did challenge him going into the 2020 season. We said, "Like, look, man, like you you got the job. Like they need you to go out there and really produce." 2021 comes around, produces. Like you said, well, he's still young, so there's room for growth. But usually, there's just something where like you just have a really good year, and you might come down in numbers. He's just He's gotten more and more confident. You see it on both sides of the ball. I think playing in the postseason and on a winning team and around the guys that he's playing around really does that for you. So, yeah, he's 25 now, entering his prime. Like, this is who he is. And it's fine for us to have doubted him from the get-go because we're skeptical about young guys that come up. And, you know, even if you have success, we're always like, well, can you continue it? I think now we've seen enough out of him and how hard he hits the ball how he's worked on his defense has become like a good defender out there. Like we've seen enough of Austin Riley now and he's at the age now where it's like, we're going to expect this from you. We're going to expect around a 900 OPS out of you playing third base. Like that's what we expect. And I think we're going to get it. I think this guy is going to be an 850 to 900 OPS guy year in and year out for the next, you know, three, four years for the Braves. And then we'll see what happens. He but, finished, uh, finished seventh, in, stud. seventh in the MVP last year. Vegas odds currently have him as number two uh, behind Paul Goldschmidt. So, yeah, I mean, Austin Riley, if he finishes this off for a couple months, I mean, we're talking about one of the elite of elite in baseball. Um, hmm. Who uh, who do you have, Travis? Big old boy, too. Oh, thick. I saw, like, a draft tape on him. Hmm. He's wearing, like, some, like, orange fucking jersey. Not a good color on him. He was even thicker back then. A lot of baby fat on him. Mm. And that's tough for a scout. I watched him. I was like, how do you, oh, how do you like grade this guy out? He ends up getting picked the compensation round, looks like 41st overall at a high school at a Mississippi. Mm. Like that. My award's going to, and look, I preface this by saying, I already said this on our AMP portion of baseball today. I gave it to those people. They come and stay with us for the full hour. Me and C. Rosie, download that. Come check us out. We talk about a lot of fun stuff during that portion of our show. So if you were there, sorry, you're going to hear it again. I'm giving my award to Matt Chapman. Yep. Who has just absolutely gone off in July. I think you mentioned the one daughter. And really what I like about this whole situation was I'm kind of involved in it. Um, I told you guys, I reached out. Mark Simon, who we now know is a whisperer. Him and I working together. We need to start something. Ian Happ's been good defensively this year because he talked to Mark Simon about it. 
one of our listeners reached out to me and said, have you seen what your boy Chappie's doing defensively this year? What the fuck is going on? He's a platinum gold. He's a platinum winner, platinum gold, platinum glove guy. And his metrics have been down. So I reached out to Mark Simon. Then I reached out to Chappie and I said, hey, do you want this information, bro? I don't want to give you something if you don't want it. Then we get the text up, man. There's a text on this morning telling how proud I am of him. <clears throat> he says he wanted it. He says, I'm at a he says, I'm at a point in my career where I think I might have to reinvent my game. I said, I don't think you need to reinvent your game. I said, there's I think there's just a few little things you need to go to do. And he goes, I said, Do you want this? He goes, I agree, but I know I'm the fucking best. I can be a force in this league, and I'm tired of being average. Mm. I'm hungry. Mm. Tired of being average. That's the kind of mindset this guy has. So he took that information. I think he got fired up there a little bit. He kind of looked at himself in the mirror saying like, why am I being average? I'm a guy guy. I'm a fucking, I'm, he says, I'm the best in baseball. He's talking about defensively. He got, he starts to feel that hunger again. And he's just been going off ever since then. And, and he's a bonus piece in that lineup. Really? A bonus piece that can, you know, put up like a high eights OPS and play fucking platinum defense. So if he gets going, Blue Jays are a scary team. And he's getting going. He's gonna he's gonna sustain this. I think it's really when a guy changes a team too, there's something about you wanting to prove yourself and maybe not feeling comfortable. Like you get into your routine where you're at. He played in Oakland for a long time, man. You feel comfortable. You know what you have to do to be successful there. You go somewhere else. Now you're kind of tiptoeing around, okay, when is Vlad's time in the cage? Or when is, you know, like finding your lane in a new organization isn't always easy. After the after one of the games this weekend, he said, I kind of found a routine that works for me. So he's locked that in. He's a worker. So I think if you're in Toronto and you – been watching Matt Chapman. This is more of the guy that he is than anything you saw in the first couple months of the season. He's an absolute stud who now is hungry. And this little taste of not little taste, this success he's had in Toronto is only going to breed more success. Like this is a guy who could win you the World Series MVP. And we wouldn't bat an eye. He's clutched like that. Love you, Matt Chapman. Happy that you figured some things out. He's been really good at home this year, Toronto. Uh, a lot of people say that's a good place to hit. His second half numbers are, are technically nuts. I mean, it's only nine games. In the month of July, 1.095. And you're right, man. He's There's two-way players, and I think you'd say Matt Chapman's a two-way player. He's almost so special with the glove that the offense does seem bonusy sometimes. But this is a guy that can really hit. And in Toronto... I mean, he's like a second half of the lineup guy. Yeah. Who can one dot one you for a month. There's not a lot of second half in the lineup guys that can do that. So I'm happy for him. Um, you know, OPS on the year is now in the eights. Um, like, if Matt Chapman is rolling like this, it, it changes Toronto's season. You guys know how I feel about him. Like I, I wax poetic about this guy all the time. I love his makeup. I love everything about him. And it's good to see him having this, this like success now. Yeah. On that trip to back to Oakland for the first time when, where it, uh, it looks like statistically it all started July 5th since then 20 games. He's 27 for 70. That's a three eighty six. 
just under a 1.3 OPS, 1.298. Mm. Nine homers, four doubles. Stole a bag in there. Mm. 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 Best friend? Best friend of the week this week is Odo. Jake Odorizzi, seven shot, eight Ks, two hits. His second best friend of the week award this season. He's been going off like last three or four starts. He's been really good. He's kind of been in trade rumors. People think, yeah, what's Astro- up with that? People think Astros are going to dip into their pitching a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Um, That's wild, man. You know what? I I think uh, with the deadline here, we had an impromptu trade. I think no elevator today. Uh, I think it's it's seeing the elevator tomorrow. If you meet him in the elevator, you're talking about whatever trade talking just happened. Talking deadline, baby. Hey, we can't promise anything, but if some shit goes down, we'll figure something out. Otherwise, we'll see. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a long day on the sticks for us. We're gonna be we're gonna be live tomorrow. We think around four thirty ish. Keep keep an eye on us. We'll we'll let you know. Um, yeah, I guess if Soto happens or or something crazy that we don't even think about, we'll probably go live instantly. Uh, besides that, thank you guys. Um, trade deadline is here. Cannot wait to see you guys tomorrow and talk about all of it. Ooh. No, I suck. Sucks. Suck. Sucks. Love you guys. Lots what of do love. Do you suck? The nectar of a honeycomb. JG.